everyone, this is Mini, and I'm back with our podcast, You Speak, after a short hiatus. I hope you did not miss me much, but I, on the other hand, certainly missed you guys. I'm sure all of us simply can't wait for this COVID to end and the world to become a normal place once again. Our guest today is a renowned time management and productivity coach for an individual or team. She helps people increase productivity, decrease stress, and prioritize their time wisely. I'm sure if we do a survey today, we would all need a service at some point in our lives. Her clientele list is long and impressive, which includes Google, Lyft, Workday, Upwork, Capital One, etc., etc. She has been featured on many platforms like ABC News, Fast Company, and Lifehacker, among many more. She also takes pride in teaching time management skills to 25,000 people. Wow, that's a lot of people. <laughs> okay, so now, without much wait, let me introduce my guest and welcome Alexis Hasselberger. Did I say it right? Yep, it's Hasselberger. You got it. Thanks okay. for having me. Well, great. I'm so honored to have you on our show and a very warm welcome to you. So, Alexis, how are you? I am great, all things considered, which is what we have to say in the pandemic, right? Everything is going as well as it could be given the circumstances. And so I really appreciate you having me on today and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I, as I told you, I'm honored and I'm uh, uh, feeling happy that you are, you know, many people are doing not that good. So I'm glad that you are doing well and you are, uh, um, you know, um, going well with your life. Everything's going well with your life. So anyway, I, I hope I did my homework well on you and please feel free to add to that if I have missed anything in my intro about you. <laughs> Before I start asking you all sorts of questions, let me give you a very brief background of our audience. Majority of them are women who like to work in the field of transcription and translation and most of them choose to work from home. So that was about them. Uh, I'm very excited today to talk with you and I'm sure our audience feels the same way. So let's get started. So tell me something about you and your business model. Yeah, so I, you know, as you mentioned, I am a time management and productivity coach. And what that means for my business is that I operate in a few different verticals. So I work with people one-on-one -on -one for coaching. I run group coaching programs. I do corporate training. So, you know, I just finished up a workshop that I was doing for, you know, one of my clients about how to work from home productively, <laughs> actually. And, um, and then I also have online courses. And so that's where, you know, the 25,000 students comes from. Yes, it seems like a lot. It is a lot, but I, you know, those are all through my online courses. And so, um, so I really want to be able to help people wherever they are. So whether that is working with me one-on-one, -on -one, that's great. If they're coming to me through their company and we're doing some trainings, that's great. And if what works for them is an online course that's, you know, low cost and they can go through at their own pace, then I'm so happy to help people in that way as well. Okay. So uh, since we're talking about your courses, so um, would you tell me, um, what kind of specific courses you offer or like what, uh, how many courses you have and for what kind of people? Yeah, so right now I have two online courses uh, and I'm working on a third. The mm -hmm. first one is called Time Management Mastery, Do More, Stress Less. And this really is for you know, anyone who has got a, you know, a job and a life and too much on their plate. 
right? It doesn't matter if you're working at home or not working at home. We all, you know, certainly there are differences, but this uh, course really addresses all of the things that uh, come up productivity-wise. So what are um, our roadblocks, typical roadblocks around productivity in terms of distractions, in terms of focus, in terms of task management and that sort of thing, keeping everything, you know, all, all organized and at the ready. Um, we talk about you know, habit building, we talk about ways to manage everything um, and ways to do so that are that are actually realistic to our lives, right? I mean, I think a lot of people out there in the, the productivity and, and time management space, I hear people all the time talk about like, oh, well, just wake up earlier and, you know, follow this schedule. That, that's not going to work, right? We live real lives. And so I want to provide strategies that, that really are applicable no matter what your circumstance and that you can define to who you are because we're all different. You know, waking up earlier might work for you, but that is never going to work for me. I'm a night person through and through, right? So we want to be able to determine what works. And then I also have um, a, an online course that I created just at the very beginning of this pandemic called Frazzle to Focus, how to regain control, connection, and calm when working from home. And so for your audience, and maybe they, it wasn't the first time that they were working from home during the pandemic, certainly wasn't for me either. I've been working for home, from home for several years, but I wanted to sort of distill all of the knowledge that I had about how do we, how do we really communicate when we're working from home? How is that different when, when we're all in the office? How do we maintain connection with other people and our coworkers? How do we focus when there's a lot of different distractions at home that we don't have in the office, like our pets and our children and, and all sorts of things? Um, and, and how do we, you know, how do we get stuff done within that environment? How do we set boundaries both in time and in space? And so that course is really designed for people who are working at home, um, especially if they're working at home for the first time, but even if not, to be able to really think through how do they optimally work from home. Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, how satisfied are you with the impact your service has on your students? I, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but I'm very satisfied. I mean, I, uh, I have had people tell me that I've changed their lives multiple times. Um, I, you know, I do an NPS score, so net promoter score kind of, of of myself with all my clients. I give them a survey and the survey says, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how likely are you to recommend this service to a friend? And my scores are almost always the in the nines or tens range. Um, and then I, you know, with my online courses, I've been so lucky to be able to serve people that I probably never would have met. So right now I actually have um, 30, I think it's 31,000 people who have taken my online courses. And so that's, you know, increased in just the last oh. month or two since we talked, right? <laughs> I had, um, uh, you know, statistics wrong. I had 25,000. So now it is 31,000. Wow. Right, because I think I probably put that somewhere at one point and then I haven't updated it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just feel so lucky to be able to impact people that I just never would have would have reached out. I would never would have known because how would they have known about me if not for the internet, right? And how would they have known this course existed? So, yeah, I'm I'm very pleased. Wow. So from the very beginning, you were saying like uh, when you started, you were getting like eight and nine or nine or ten on the on the scorecard. That's how people were rating you, like from the yeah. Very I mean, I improved over yeah. the years. Like, okay, now I learned this, and let me integrate this to my uh, whole uh, um, you know course and my whole uh, outlook. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly always improving my courses and my um, and my programs and things. And so, you know, what's interesting about it is that, you know, we may look back on something that we did a year from now, you know, a year ago, and we look at it and we say, ugh, how could I have even put that into the world? Like, that's not any good. And it's because, you know, we have you know, our own mind of what we're offering improves. But I think, you know, for the people that we're out there helping, whether it's in, you know, in my industry or any other industry, you know, they, they're not aware of all of the improvements that you don't yet know about either. And so what, what it happens at the time is that everybody's satisfied. And then we add more and we create more and we make things better and then we become more satisfied. Um, so, so I say this to say like, not that I'm, I'm an amazing person in, in all these ways or anything, but I have always gotten very good feedback about the courses. And I think that that's actually what strived me to go on and make them better. Had I, I think had I gotten, you know, terrible feedback in the beginning saying, hey, this is not helping me at all. Like, why are you telling me these things? Then maybe I would have gone a different route. Correct. Correct. Wow. So uh, then tell me what inspired you to start your business and were you always doing it remotely or you have an office or a workshop or um, when did you start? Which year? So I actually just started this business in the beginning of 2018. So it's only been about three years um, that I've been in business. But the reason that I started it was that I spent the first 15 years or so of my career in early stage startups. Uh, doing HR and business operations, basically all of the things in a small growing company that aren't sales and engineering. And what I found over that time, you know, in Silicon Valley and startup world was that people are just burning out left and right. You know, people are working long hours, people are always at the office, and that was just never something that was okay with me. Like, I didn't want to do that. And so I started developing all sorts of strategies and techniques so that I was able to get, be really effective, but do it in under 40 hours a week, right? So that I wasn't feeling like I had to work all of these crazy hours in order to, um, in order to make an impact. And so, you know, after years of kind of honing my own skills, people started coming to me for this sort of advice. You know, I started to be the, the, the person who would you know, streamline things and processes at the office. And I started to be someone that, you know, my bosses would say, hey, can you, do you think you could put together a productivity workshop for the team and, and things like that? And once it became clear that the thing that I, you know, I geek out and nerd out about all of these types of things. And once it became clear that, you know, other people had a need for that as well, it seemed like an obvious fit for me that I could teach this to other people. That makes sense. That makes so much sense. So, um, uh, and <laughs> uh, what will be your advice to a perpetual procrastinator? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I think there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of perpetual procrastination. Like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. And yeah, you know what I what I find it's interesting is that often perfectionism and per, um, and procrastination go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Often it's like when we want things to be really right, then we then we tend to procrastinate them because if we just procrastinate them, then, then we don't have to worry about them being perfect. So I find that if that's if that's you, if you're someone who has some perfectionist tendencies and that's part of why you procrastinate, then I think getting really clear on, you know, what is what is good enough look like <laughs> and what uh what would be a reasonable try experimenting with sending something out before you feel like it's 100 percent ready and and see what happens right sometimes you just have to experiment but the real thing that i'll say for all procrastinators is that one of the main reasons we procrastinate is that we don't have a super actionable clear next step for what we're doing 
So I think we've all had this experience before where you have something on your task list and it's a little bit amorphous. You're not quite sure what to do or how to start and it's not due for a month or so. So you just keep pushing it, right? You just keep procrastinating it and you keep procrastinating it so long that now it's due tomorrow, right? And you really have to do this thing. So now you're going to do it. And what happens then is we sit down to do it. We figure out what to do. We figure out what the first step is. We start doing it. And then often we realize, oh, it only took us 20 minutes to do this thing that we have been procrastinating for a month that we've been worried about for a month. Has that happened to you, Minnie? It has. <laughs> the tip that I'll give you then is that just figure out what the actual next step is for anything you have to do. If you know what the next step is, then it's much easier to do it. So giving you an example, like let's say you part of your job is, you know, I don't know, getting new clients or something, right? Yeah. So you might say, oh, that's a big job. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to procrastinate that. But instead, if you say, okay, I need to find some new clients. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go into LinkedIn and I'm going to download all of my contacts from LinkedIn. And the next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to sort them by industry or whatever it is, right? That having that very uh, concrete thing that you can do, just saying like, I'm just going to go in there and I'm going to download, often just sets you up on the path for, you know, the, that momentum, right? Yeah. Um, if you don't know what to do, sometimes we don't start something because we actually don't know what to do. Then the first step is Google it or ask my boss, <laughs> or ask someone else I know, right? But there's always kind of a smallest next step that you can take to move something forward. Now, I've had clients who have taken this to an extreme I didn't even know they were gonna take it to, where you know, I had a client once and she said, you know, sometimes I, you know, I suffer from depression and it's really hard to get started on things. I just procrastinate. And so she said, so now what I do is I take that strategy and I say, first step, open my computer. <laughs> Second step, open the document, <laughs> like third step, write the first sentence and just making it so concrete and so small that when you look at it, you say, oh, I can't not do that. Like that would be silly of me to not do that thing. That's what we can do to help combat procrastination. Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. So then people come to you, uh, what percentage are a procrastinator? What percentage, have you ever done any, uh, study like uh, what kind of problem people comes with you are they like do they want to deal with stress or do they want are they struggling with their productivity or procrastination or you know uh, do you have have you ever done any kind of study that what um, people are suffering from most well i don't have percentages on this but i would say that i ask certainly that's certainly something that i talk to with every every person i mm -hmm. talk to and every client i with. And I would say the vast, the vast majority of people consider themselves procrastinators. Yeah. Um, I also work with a lot of people who, you know, they, it's not like they always had a problem with productivity. It's that something in their life has changed that has, you know, kind of put them over the edge. Like they have um, just gotten a new job and their team is three times as big as it was at a different, you know, a different company they worked for. Or, you know, they have, sometimes I have people who you know, they get it all done. You know, they're, you look at them and they're very productive people, but they do so at the expense of the rest of their lives, right? So they are, you know, maybe not having uh, the best family lives or they're not having enough time for themselves and they're sort of getting through things through brute force alone. And so people come with a wide variety uh, of issues that I work with, but a lot of them fall around, you know, not making time for the things that they think are important. So saying this is important to me, but somehow not figuring out how to make time for that. Mm -hmm. um, procrastination is a big one. 
feeling like they have just a lack of control over their schedule and their time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not having systems, like not kind of just letting the day, you know, just shiny object after shiny object, you kind of just, you come into work and it feels like a fire hose and not knowing how to put systems in place. Those are the top things that I see. Yeah, yeah, like prioritize your whole day and, you know, your mm-hmm. schedule. Right, so, right. Okay, and um, uh, what, uh, how are you marketing your services? Is there... So, yeah, I don't actually do a lot of marketing, um, to be honest. So uh, I, at this point, most of my clients are coming to me through word of mouth and referral mm-hmm. um, and through just finding me on my website. So, you know, I guess I, I will say that, like, I've done a lot of, of work to be quoted in, you know, different places so that I get backlinks for my website. So that increases my SEO and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But I don't do ads. I don't do like paid marketing or anything like that. So it is really... You know, it's, I ask clients who've worked with me to, you know, recommend me to people who they think I would be a good fit for. Uh, I do, you know, podcasts like this are a good way to put me in front of an audience that might not know that I exist. Um, but yeah, that kind of thing. Okay. So uh, if I want to search your service, how do I search you? What do I put there? On- so most people end up putting like time management or productivity coach or stress coach or something like that. So, you know, I, it's funny. I always ask people, what did you search to find me? And then people never remember. <laughs> <laughs> and are, are you easily found? Like you are right there? It's, it seems that way. It seems like it's getting more and more and more to be that way. So, um, so yeah, I think if, I mean, if you search productivity coach, especially if you search productivity coach San Francisco, where I'm based out of, I think I would definitely pop up. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's good to know. And uh, wow. So we, we are almost down to my last question. So given that most of the transcriptionists work from home and are regularly juggling between work and family, what mm-hmm. is your recommendation to them for managing their time and productivity? Yeah, so I think that, um, you know, I, I feel you, I'm right there. I also am working from home and I've been working from home for the last several years, both when I was managing a team at, um, you know, at, at working for someone else and also after my business. And then certainly now, like everybody else, I'm at home during the pandemic with my kids here and my husband and everybody else. And so it is a struggle. Um, one thing that I would say is like, just communicate and plan. The better, the more you can plan, the easier things will be. So we're living in a world where we can't always, you know, we can't plan for every eventuality, of course. Um, But even just, you know, the night before having a conversation with your family that says, okay, here's what's happening tomorrow. Like, you know, this is what my schedule is. Here's when my meetings are. I'm going to post that schedule on my door so that you know when you can come in and when you can't. looking at the kids schedules and seeing okay who's going to need to help them with their own zoom at this time etc really just five minutes to make a plan for the next day helps so much because then everybody knows what is going to what is going to come there's a there was a study um, that that said that basically for every one minute of planning we save about 10 minutes in execution and so I always take that to mean if I spend just 10 minutes today at the end of the workday planning out my day for the next day, then I'm going to save about an hour or two in time just because I'm going to know exactly what I need to do. I'm not going to be sitting there thinking, what should I do first? What should I do next? And I'm going to have communicated with everybody who lives with me about every person's needs for the day so that we're all clear on what needs to happen and when. Yeah. 
that's such a smart and easy tip that that we don't think about it right it's it's really easy you just uh, plan it and just put it up there so that everybody knows your schedule and then yeah that's a great advice thank you so much <laughs> so all right that wraps up my conversation with alexis today thank you so much for taking some time out to do our podcast i am sure our listeners got some great advice on how to stay focused be more productive and manage their time work and personal lives stress free you can check out her website at www.alexishasselberger.com for more info. Thank you, Alexis, and I wish you continued success with all your endeavors. Thank you so much, Minnie. It was great to have this conversation today. Yeah, it was so much fun. Thank you. All right, everyone. I look forward to our next installment of You Speak. Take care, stay safe, and share this with anyone who may find it interesting. See you next time. Bye.